Welcome to Dom That's Truth, a podcast that happens when Dom in sports news collides with some hard-hitting truths. With your host, Owen Dom and Truman Steve. Welcome, everybody. We're here. We're doing it. We're doing the thing. Owen. Wait, we're live? Yeah, we're live. Oh, hey, everybody. Oh, what, is, <laughs> what is up, my dude? How's it going, man? Are you, are you excited? I'm, I'm excited. New project. I know. This is a big project now. Long time coming. Big time. Big time. Three years in the making since Wildcat 91.9. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, we've talked about it since, yeah, since I was, oh, man, back at the, back at the K-State. Back on, back on the K-State radio station. Oh, man. Yeah. And we've been, yeah. It's been since then. But how are you? I know. Well, I guess. I I'm guess, chilling, dude. I mean, how are you? How are, you? How are we? How do, I, how do I know you, Owen? How do we know each other? Well, for, you know, people who don't know. We lived know. together in the dorm, starting freshman year of college. Uh, we weren't roommates, but we had similar class loads. We're both band kids. Down the hall. I could, uh, keep, you, I could keep you at an arm's length. Always nice. That's true. That's always, true. Always we nice. each had equally interesting roommates, but for different reasons. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, then we moved to the house junior year, and then got really interesting roommates, which uh, we'll talk about that There's later. Same, same roommates, but, I mean, you know. <laughs> more interesting more but fun, more stories right you know both both k-state alums obviously we're gonna uh i mean just so we're just so we cover it now let's see i think we're both we're both chiefs fans we're both royals fans we're yes, both sir. islanders fans and uh yes, i don't think either of us have an nba team but we're not afraid to talk about the nba we stand lebron we stand lebron stand i'm i am i am you know i'm a shameless lebron bandwagoner I will bandwagon LeBron all the time. Don't yeah. I like to follow scores and hate on uh, James Harden. That's what I like to do. Exactly. That's yeah. There's those are my two favorite pastimes. But I was a Russ stand, but I mean you know, I guess both played sports for you know doesn't make us qualified playing amateur sports, but we both played <laughs> we both played a little bit you know. I mean uh, I played football. I believe you played soccer. I played high school soccer. High high school soccer. High school football for me. I wrestled one year, almost broke my ankle. Did you run track? I yes, ran track. I decided that was enough for me. Actually, you ran track. I did not run track. You, do yeah, I look dude, like I Do like, I look like I ran track? Hey man, it, do you know what I did instead of track? I played high school what? golf instead of track because it, <laughs> because instead of track or football conditioning, I could play high school golf, and it got me. I didn't have to show up to football conditioning practice or anything like that. So, hey, man, that's what the throwers were for. You should have been a thrower. That's oh, still running track. Oh, when do you think I got – that's how I got this big was I, in the middle of uh, – between when I played football in middle school and then when I started playing football again in high school, just that little off season after, I yeah. think, middle school basketball ended because I was on the B yeah. team in middle school basketball. Oh, up, up, until, up until the off season began for football, I ran track. I ran track, but I just threw. I think I put on about <laughs> yep. 20 pounds yeah. in about – um, like like a month, and <laughs> then like, and then I've just been a larger larger man my entire life after that. But well, yeah, I mean, at my high school, the throwers coach was the uh, was the JV wrestling coach. So spring season, all he could talk about was, "Hey, what are you doing next winter?" <laughs> oh <laughs> to all of these kids, dude. But wrestling coaches are one of got to be one of the best recruiters of all time. So because I mean, oh. I mean that's you know, I because. I, I hated wrestling, but, you know, I, I, I still got – and all the players, all the wrestlers, anybody who does like wrestling will immediately yeah. be trying to get you to wrestle. Oh, I love wrestling. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> right. And so, 
yeah, I don't, it's, uh, I don't know. Wrestling's got to be one of the heaviest recruited sports for, like, am, at the amateur level, because wrestling sucks, man. <laughs> I mean, can't you can go to the, you get, like, full rides of the Big Ten for it. Yeah. That's, like, that, that's, like, their thing. Yeah. Oh, oh speaking, yeah. Of, speaking of speaking of college wrestling, did you know that Colorado State is in the Big Twelve for Colorado for for wrestling? I'll do you one better. Did you know Air Force was in is in the Big Twelve for, for I did. Big Twelve wrestling? I did know. Did that. you also know, you know Wyoming is in the Big Twelve for wrestling? Did you know there's sixteen teams in the Big yeah. Twelve wrestling? Yeah, they, they, they wrestling did what football could never do with the super conferences. I mean, you know, just randomly pull schools. It's just sixteen of you know, just, they're in the region. So, so but you know, yeah. It's been, I don't know. So, what are we here to do? We we want to talk. You want to talk? You want to talk a little NFL? You want to talk a little MLB? Maybe a little we NHL? We should start with the NFL. NFL? NFL does start this week, Thursday. Our Super Bowl defending Kansas City Chiefs. Me and you, because we play for them. Our team. Of course. Yes. Of course. Us. You know. We. Yeah. We're. Uh, if you don't use the we talking about your sports teams, you're not a fan. Let's just get that across now. Right. I mean, yeah, you got to love. Yeah, you got to be about you got to be about the sports teams, obviously. I mean, and 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 it's always a we. It's always a we. It's never mm-hmm. you know, even if we don't we don't play for them, we're still we, you know, me and Chris Jones, the same. Right. We are I feel a like we. I feel like the people that say, "Oh, dude, when you say we and they go, "Oh, you're out there." Those people watch like Sunday night football and don't really have a team. Right. And go, "Oh, it's, you know, and when you're upset that your team lost, I go, dude, it's just a game, bro. Like, I well, feel like those are the people who don't use the the, the we when talking about that. Sports. I mean, well, there's a reasonable amount to get upset about sports. We don't need to get into that one, do we, Owen? That's true. That's do we? Do we, Owen? Do we need to get into <laughs> uh, being reasonably upset about sports? I've never been unreasonable in my whole life. <laughs> not about nothing ever. Nope, not never. you. All right. So I got a few questions lined up. You want to talk? You want to talk? You want to talk a few questions? So first question. First question of the podcast. First formal question. That was all ad-libbed. Hold on. Let me make sure that I'm getting this right. Because, I, I, you know, you don't want to mess up the first question. That would be bad. But let me... (laughs) Boom. First question. Hold on. Let me see if I can not have a bullet point on there. And then get this centered. It's gonna be. It's gonna take just a little bit of time, folks. Just give me. It's technical difficulties. You've got technical difficulties. It's just the execution. I mean, of it's the you know, it's the start. It's the start of everything. Yeah. All right. Where do you gotta start? The beginning. <sighs> All right, Owen. Did you just? Do... Got it up. All Owen, right. let me start you off with this. How good? Will the Tom Brady-led offense be for the Bucks? It's the big question, right? You, do you think are did they gather enough pieces? Is it you know are we there, or well, what? Do you, just give me your thoughts. What do you think? I, been, I say I Tom Brady, Brady Bucks. Tell me what you think. As you know, I've been a Tom Brady hater for a while. Yeah, no, neither I, of I've us. Been a hater. Neither of us big big Patriots fans for sure. However, I mean it. It says a lot. Was it? 15 plus i mean well since really 2007 so 20. at least this is 30, year 21 22 somewhere in there right but like 15 plus years of like actual like high level success we're talking every year puts out at least you know four thousand yards 25 right like, yeah just i don't know about four thousand maybe a little bit maybe not exactly four thousand every 
but it's been Top Ray's had some sustained success that isn't really replicable by by a lot of other quarterbacks. If he can get it done in Tampa Bay, then he really is the goat. But right. if he can't, it's... I mean, he's. But also, is it really fair to judge him off of the goat metric if he doesn't get it done in Tampa Bay? I mean, he's forty three years old. What I mean, else has he got to do? It's just it's no longer it's no longer a question of is he the goat, right? It's no longer. No one's no one in their right mind is a- actually asking that question anymore. You, you really can't. No, of course not. It's just it's just not it's not reasonable. It's not. I don't think. But however, I don't think that Bruce Arians is the right coach for Tom Brady. Well, I, I mean, think he, I, I, well, I think he's how, got all the weapons. How do you know? Have we ever seen a different coach for Tom Brady? That's that's and that's the point is that we haven't seen another coach. Uh, Tom Brady's always had a really strong defense, and I know that you know the Bucks are supposed to have a really good D line this year. They've picked up some pieces in the off season, and their defense is supposed to be good. But is Bruce Arians' offense able to? Because last year they had Jameis, and that is throw the ball around the yard, score a bunch of garbage time touchdowns, but just absolutely sling it everywhere. Is, Thirty touchdowns. 30 are the Bucks willing? Is Chris Godwin willing to take the seven-yard slant every time? Is he willing to be the Julian Edelman for the Bucks? Is that is that the kind of offense these, you know, Hyla Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, are they willing to run eight-yard crosses, like, for every play? I mean, because that's the kind of offense that Tom Brady showed us, is that they will always take that play because they know they'll get eight yards every single time. And if it turns, in, if it turns into 40, if they pick up some blocks and it turns into a 40-yard gain, they're willing to take that, but are the Bucks able to do that? I mean, at, at the end of the day, what are, you're looking at you're looking at an offense that features Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, OJ Howard, Rob Gronkowski, uh, the whole running back stable, which is now uh, Ronald Jones the second, which no one cares about now because there's also Leonard Fournette and and Lashawn McCoy. Of course, some of those pieces are are some of those pieces are big names that kind of just don't you know. We saw we saw Lashawn McCoy up close last season. Meh, fine, uh, Leonard Fournette. Averaged uh, four point uh, four point two yards. No, four point yeah four point three yards last year. Uh, tied tied for twenty seventh in the NFL. I mean we're you know you know right around the types of uh, you know these names might jump off the screen here, but Latavius Murray, Jordan Howard, Adrian Peterson, and actually Ronald Jones the second also averaged right around there. Also aver- that averaging four point two. So I mean it's it's just. I feel like a lot of those pieces make sense to if you if you have league average quarterback play. I just can't imagine that you can't put those those pieces together. I mean, Mike Evans has has been in the league for six years. He has six one thousand yard seasons, and Chris Godwin is uh, I think he's entering into his fourth year, but he you know obviously took a huge step last year thirteen hundred yards over thirteen hundred yards. It's just sure. It's just hard but, to imagine, right? Right, but. Speaking of stats, once again, you know, we not only do they have, you know, all these seemingly mediocre running backs that have the potential to put it together, we know that from being in the AFC West, that stats don't necessarily mean success. We've seen the Chargers in 2010 have the number one defense and number one offense lose because of special teams and miss the playoffs. One of the one of the best offenses we've seen did not make the playoffs. Stats don't necessarily mean everything. You have to be able to put it together. It's the clutch situations. Are you going to fumble? Are you going to get that first? It's all of these things that the Patriots have done for 15, 16, 17, 
18 years. You yep. know, they're facing third and seven in the AFC Championship game. Edelman's going to be open. Danny Amendola's going to be open. Wes, Chris Wes, Hogan. Wes, Wal- the- Wes Welker for all those years. Exactly. All these dudes that might not necessarily succeed on other teams but fit in that Belichick system perfectly. It's is is it Brady or Belichick? That's gonna be the discussion. Right. For Tom Brady. That's that's gotta be but, and, that's gotta be the, the theme for the year for both those teams is if if one makes the playoffs and one doesn't make the playoffs, who was it? I mean, is it, you know is it if if Belichick wins the AFC East and the Bucks fail, right? Tom Brady has all yeah. these pieces and it certainly feels like the cards are kind of stacked against Belichick right now. Right. If Belichick still succeeds and Tom Brady fails, is that going to tarnish Tom Brady's legacy? It, it really shouldn't. I mean, having been a Tom Brady hater for all these years, but and seeing him against my best wishes. But but you would, you would admit that you're looking for anything to tarnish Tom Brady's legacy. As a lot of people are. outside of New England are looking for anything to tarnish that man's legacy. Right, but besides you know, the sun having, kissing, having said what I said, I don't think it's fair if you say this 43-year-old quarterback couldn't get it done. He's definitely not the GOAT. That's a that's a trash argument. Right. You can't – yeah, if he doesn't go to the playoffs this year, I think he's still the greatest quarterback of all time until right. proven otherwise. Just, like, for comparison, Josh McCown, the ancient backup quarterback for the Eagles this year, is 41. He's two years younger than Tom Brady. Yeah, made the practice squad. Oldest practice squad player of all time. Speaking of him, by the way, did you hear about his deal? No, I didn't. He oh, to, oh, yeah, he just gets to stay stay down in Texas, do nothing. And get paid. He's the emergency quarterback. And he's technically quarterback. on the practice squad. Exactly. He doesn't even have to practice. Why not? That's incredible. So, I guess while we're talking about while we're talking about Tom Brady, and obviously as Tom Brady is always going to be connected to Bill Belichick, do you think Bill Belichick and Cam Newton are enough to still win the AFC East? I'm a Bill Belichick believer. Uh, I'm not necessarily a Cam believer, but I, I, I'm not going to say that Cam isn't talented. And, or he doesn't have the ability, because he certainly does. Right. And it's just whether or not Belichick can withstand seven offense. Is, Belichick, is Belichick's system good enough to withstand, you know, two of their top defensive players opting, two offensive linemen opting? And, well, there was a couple other, you know, lesser players that opted out. But still, seven opt-outs is the most in the league. And is Bill, Belichick going to be able to scheme past that? Right. Is he... With an admittedly weakened... Patriots team. I mean, I think it's been since the, what was it, the 2008 season when Brady got hurt since they've lost the division, right? right I, think, yep. I believe they lost to the Dolphins that year. After being, they missed the playoffs entirely with Matt Castle at the helm, but I believe they were 11-5. and five. Mm-hmm. And I only say that, I believe that, because I don't want to sound like I looked it up uh, on Sat- Sunday Sunday when we were talking about this anyways. But, of, co- <laughs> of course, that was the last time they missed the playoffs. And, of course, without Tom Brady. So, I mean, yep. it's, you know... They did have they you know among among notable names you obviously you mentioned a lot of the players who opted out uh, two two major forces on the line with uh, Hightower and Chung on the defensive side of the ball and then also the right tackle Marcus Marcus Cannon both mm-hmm. all all three of those guys opting out all three obviously very major parts your tackles are always going to be major especially with somebody like Cam who likes to move around and who has right. had notable in in years past has had notable uh, durability issues so mm-hmm. it's um, you know, and I think I think it's as much as looking at the Patriots as it is about looking at the rest of the division. Obviously, the Bills were a playoff team last year. They went out and acquired Stephon Diggs, and is it you know is Josh Allen going to take that take that next step? What are we, year three for Josh Allen? Correct. He was 
the year after Mahomes. I believe, yeah. Him that's and how, that's how, were there on the same year. That's how I measure everybody else's timeline is did they come into the year with Mahomes? Well, <laughs> actually, is it, is it year four for Sean McDermott? Because he was there in their miracle season when they went 9-7, and seven, made the playoffs, whole thing. Right. So is that that's the year before Josh Allen, I believe. Because that's un- when they had uh, – oh, quarterback for the, the Chargers now. What's his face? Oh, Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, Tyrod, yeah. yeah. Right. So, yeah. So, are the Bills going to overtake them? And the Jets uh, were able to bolster their offensive line over this, over the off season. They lost Robbie Allen, but they did draft Denzel Mims out of out of out of Baylor. Added a little, mm-hmm. add a little bit to it. I, you know, I don't know if I can see the you know the Darnold taking the next step as. He's <laughs> what are we uh, gonna end affection, affection, How many years does he get to, to take the next step? Yeah, because what this is because Sam Darnold's. Is same, that was same year? Same year as Josh Allen? Same year as Lamar Jackson. Oh God! Oh, oh man! Those oh, same wow. year as no. Josh Rosen. Now, now a practice squad player for <laughs> the Bucks, oddly enough. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, maybe we're talking about uh, the Bucks. Um, you know, maybe maybe Josh Allen be the starter by the end, end of the year. You know, you never, <laughs> if everything goes poorly with. Tom Brady and uh, you know Mizzou grad, Missouri always always a quick shout out to Missouri. Uh, Blaine Gabbert is this is the backup. <laughs> Blaine, yeah, I forgot I, that. I, I something forgot something that. else that I saw today. <laughs> oh, good old ex uh, Titans quarterback who balled out in his one start. Oh, Blaine Gabbert. He got you know Blaine Gabbert. No, Blaine Gabbert started a fair amount of games. That's not the problem. Blaine Gabbert was just bad. Blaine Gabbert was a top ten draft pick. They traded the Jags, oh, I forgot the about that. Jags, oh, no, I who were the original owners of Blaine Gabbert, traded up to get him, and he's been he's been bad. And so he's been journeyman, he was you know, San Francisco, Tennessee, now now in Tampa. Right, and so per, perennially, the per, perennially the rest of the AFC East has been bottom beaters. They've been bad. Uh, sometimes they have a wild card, but most of the time they do not. And so right. while part of the Patriots' sustained success has been Bill Belichick and Tom Brady putting it together for so many years, it's also been the AFC East completely failing to put it together for so many years. So, yeah, I don't know. If we had to have a definite answer on this, what's your definite answer? What's your what's your prediction? Just give me an AFC East. What, do you, what are you actually thinking is going to happen down there for the season? AFC East. That's right. I'm gonna put you on the oh. spot. Give me, give me the actual. Right. I don't need, I don't need first to second. I need who's first, and if it's not the Patriots, where the, where, what are we doing with the Patriots? I, I, I can't, I can't. Honestly, I can't pick against the Bills. Their, their defense has only gotten better. Josh Allen has another prolific wep- weapon in Stephon Diggs. I can't pick against the Bills this year, but I also cannot pick the Dolphins or the Jets to finish over the Patriots. It's gonna be Bills one. Patriots two, Dolphins three, and Jets four. Jets, garbage franchise, garbage ownership. Just you don't they're going to be bottom feeders. Uh, so you don't think Donald takes that next step? You don't think Denzel Mims? It doesn't matter if he does take the next step. Their defense is holy. You know, the yeah. defense was supposed to be their only shining light, and where were they last year? Right. And with Adam, with Adam, with Adam, Adam Gaze at the helm, it's always going to be a little tough. So. Yeah. And I, I really feel like uh, the Dolphins coach uh, is. Brian, take them Brian Flores. They, yeah, Flores got him to five and eleven with the worst roster in the league, like and even worse than Jacksonville. 
And he's a Belichick, Belichick disciple, and as all Belichick disciples are, they oddly enough always own Belichick once they once they leave the system. Oh yeah, did reason. Matt Patricia manage to beat him with the Lions? Matt did, Patricia did beat the him Lions last. Win that game? Yeah, yeah, two years ago, and shout out Brian Flores, Week Seventeen last year. Big, yeah, shout big out, or shout no, what is that? Yeah, it was Week Seventeen. Big ups. Shout no, out Gusecki, no, Week Sixteen. Go. Week Sixteen. Big shout out from the Chiefs here. We'll send you send him the fruit basket. Fitzmagic and Gusecki. Uh, two favorite dogs. Oh, no, wait. It was a week 17. No, it was week 17. Yeah, it had to have been. Yeah, because everybody was going crazy. Yeah, okay. I'm going crazy. But, I don't know. All right, so let's dial back just a bit. Obviously, we talked talked Brady. We talked AFC East. Uh, let's, you know, let's shift our future to, you know, maybe some guys that could actually win the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> every year with... Uh, guys like, especially Patrick Mahomes is most the most notable one that you always hear this question come up with. And now, obviously, after somebody wins the, uh, after somebody wins the MVP, that's that's you're, they're always going to ask that question. But are we due for regression from Patrick Mahomes, or uh, are we due for regression from Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, or are we gonna, or are we gonna see them possibly? Is there, is there steps? Is there any more steps forward that either of them could possibly take? Or, right. I mean, regression is, I don't know, I don't like, I really don't like the regression argument because, uh, you know, every year we pick on these quarterbacks that uh, for regression and it, in which it might not necessarily be their fault if their team regresses. Like, gosh, what was it last year? Jared Goff threw for over 4,000 yards and we, to- and we uh, said he regressed. Hold on, what is, I want to get the exact stats. I think he was like the number four or five passer in the league. Right. And people I'll, talked about how Jared Goff was washed. Also, while we are on the topic of Lamar Jackson, the if you if you would ever so kindly remember, the number one overall pick in that draft was Mr. Baker Mayfield. From the Cleveland yes, that, Browns. that's true. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I just, oh, I'm checking man. the stats. So Jared Goff threw for 4,600 yards and 22 touchdowns and 16 interceptions with a completion percentage of 63%. That starts on a lot of the teams. That's right. good for fifth in the league. Right. And and we talked about how the, uh, you know, it obviously wasn't the same numbers as his 2018 season that took him to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But we talked about how Goff's washed and he can't play anymore. 4,600 yards is, is not washed with a, with a you know, a, a winning touchdown-to-interception ratio. That's, that's nowhere near washed. Breaking news on the podcast. Shout out to your brother, but Von Miller, uh, the Broncos fear that Von Miller is done for the season. So if that changes anything about what you're thinking right that now, that changes a lot of that could check. That, that's and, and, and right in the middle of recording it. I don't know what you've I don't know what you've dialed up for the for your AFC West preview, but uh, <laughs> I hope it didn't have anything to do with the Broncos or that uh, stop defense. Uh, obviously, um, you know you wish Von Miller the best, uh, one of the best players in. Defensive players in the NFL hate to see it. Absolutely, really do hate to see it. Um, but obviously, that changes a few things. Um, so, uh, again, sorry. Just wanted to let you know. Continue on your point. <laughs> hate to interrupt. Yeah, it's all good. He <laughs> he texted me as well, trying to find a point to bring it up. But that is breaking news. I guess I should have broken it earlier. No, I mean, you're fine. But I mean, we always talk about regression for these quarterbacks, and I think if there's anyone's gonna, it's going to happen to, it's going to be the the less complete quarterback, and that's going to be Lamar. Uh, Lamar struggled with accuracy issues. Um, obviously, he uh, he did get the MVP last year, but throwing a 30-plus touchdown. Uh, but as, as I've said before, uh, a large majority of those were against one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, 
eight plus touchdowns against the Bengals. And he struggled with accuracy in clutch situations, and he struggled in playoff situations in general. And if if there's going to be a quarterback, you know, it just takes one injury. We've seen it with you know Michael Vick, and we've seen it with Donovan McNabb before with these mobile kind of well, run style quarterbacks. Michael Vick didn't necessarily have an injury that sidelined his career for a while. Yeah, right. Was, but uh, like we've yeah. seen the regression. Right. And yeah. all these players just seem to be one injury away. And. I, I think Lamar might be one injury away, but I also feel like he could take a step forward this year. If he fixes his accuracy issues, he could be prolific. So I mean, I think for a regression to happen, it's going to happen to the less complete quarterback, if it were to happen. Right. And, obvi- and obviously the stats, you know, as much as everybody likes to call Lamar only a run, f- he is, he's a running quarterback. You know, he's rushed for the most yards of any out of any season for any quarterback ever. But not to, but you can't dismiss his actual passing stats. You know, obviously he's not going to have as high of a volume when you run. You know, he was, but he, he did have the third best passer rating in the league. He did have the highest touchdown percentage at a, at a crazy nine, 9% of his passes were touchdowns, which is just ins- insane. High. Yeah. I think, yeah. again, Patrick Mahomes won the MVP, uh, you know, obviously two seasons ago now, but he, I, I, I was looking at it today and I want to say he was at like 8.6. It wasn't even that high. And he threw for 50 touchdowns. So, you know, obviously Lamar's not throwing the ball as much. And he and he did have the highest QBR in the league last year. While well, he only had third highest passer rating, did have the highest QBR, the ESPN mm-hmm. statistic for quarterback rating. But I don't know, you know. But he's also got the mediocre stats, of course. Uh, you know, he was tenth in interception percentage, which is which when we get to Mahomes, I don't, you know, for Mahomes, his inter- interception percentage between his MVP season and this last season, he cut it in half. He was at he was at two point one percent interception percentage, and then now he's down to one point zero percent. Interception which percentage, is which is ridiculous. insane. Yeah, it was tied for tied for the second best in the league last year with Russell Wilson. And uh, but you go and he he was ninth in completion percentage, which you know really again top ten, but not not amazing. He was he was thirteenth in yards per attempt. That's not as great, but again he was kind of he wasn't asked to do a lot. He didn't have a an amazing deep threat. He I mean he has Marquise Brown, which is all he is is a deep threat. So it seems odd, but you know a lot of uh. Oh gosh, was is that Willie Sneed there too? That he's always thrown yep. to, yeah. And uh, Willie Sneed's still there. I mean, I don't know if he's still there, but uh, I didn't didn't check. But he, you know, he, but he was only twenty second in passing yards. But of course, with the caveat that if you did include all of his rushing yards, he would be uh, right around sixth compared to other compared to just the other quarterbacks' uh, rushing yards. Right, and, but he's still got you know the t- top three, arguably top five, uh, tight end in Mark Andrews. So uh, you know. To have a completion percentage that low, like, there's, there's got to be some issues. But, you know, we say that low as if it's awful, you know. Right, again, ninth but, and ninth in the league. Yeah. But. I don't know. But, Truman, so I have a question for you, actually, moving on. Yeah. Uh, so, oh. with Fournette dropping out of here, is, uh, are Jacksonville, like, are, what are they going to be? How bad is it going to be? Man, I don't. Jackson, they just—they've gotten rid of everybody, right? They've traded away another safety later in the week. Uh, they've just—it feels like they've set up. They just—they've set up for failure, right? It's got to be tanking. It just, oh, you know, you do—you do a hard reset. You gotta, uh, obviously, probably by the end of the year, we're probably looking at a coaching change. You know, we've had—we went to the—he went to the AFC Championship game two years ago for. No, three? Three years ago? Three years ago. Because last two years it's been KC, and then so the year before that was Jacksonville. But 
Um, but they uh, basically, you know, they didn't with, you know, three years removed from that. If you have another terrible season, which they've already set themselves up to do, you got to think right. you got to think he's going to be out. And uh, I just I don't I don't. I, I don't know if we've ever had a more obvious <laughs> example of tanking. I you know everybody claimed the Dolphins were tanking last year, but of course they they were they managed to fall fall ass backwards into five wins. So, <laughs> but it, they still ended up getting Tua, so it doesn't so it doesn't matter. Right. But but Tua isn't even the starter. You got Ryan Fitzpatrick. So but again, it's got it has to be tanking, and the, I I don't know for I don't know if we've seen a team that's not going to compete this hard, but. Uh, I mean, that's got to be it, right? What do you, what are yeah. you thinking? That's got to like, be your thoughts I, on it. I, I double-checked my bases, and from that 2017 team, Truman, yes. on the 53-man <sighs> roster, there are three players left from that team. Oh, it's sad, right? I know. It's, I'm surprised. Uh, well, you might. I think Miles, Jacks is, Miles, Miles Jack is one of those, right? Yeah, I think he's like the only one whose name you would you would know. Well, and we just we just had the breaking news, and obviously the Jaguars are selling everybody. Do you think Denver gives them a call? Do you think Do you think Kansas City again struggled struggled with linebacker problems last year gives them a call? I mean, Kansas City did did draft Willie Gay Jr. in the second round, mm-hmm. and you know, I, and the Kansas City linebackers weren't you know they were good enough to win a Super Bowl, but you know, do you think do you think people are gonna people the the Jacksonville has to be feeding, fielding calls on everybody besides Minshew right now, right? Right. I mean, they've got to, but I I don't think the Chiefs are going to pick up that phone or make that call. I personally, you know, we've seen you know this organization back uh, back Spagnolo with you know with draft picks and with players. You know, we brought in Frank Clark, but. You know, linebacker seems to be the one spot they don't want to spend any more money on. They got hard burned with the Hitchens deal. Just a truly terrible, terrible deal with him and Reggie Ragland. Arguably some of the worst deals. And they've shown that they don't want to spend any more money on the linebacker position until those guys contract. So I don't think the Chiefs are going to be making a call. Denver, however, they're in building mode. They think they're too... One or two, three years away from contending with for, uh, with the Chiefs for the AFC. Well, it depends. Think, what, it depends what you think of Drew Locke, right? Right, exactly. Also, they, that's what it all hinges. Shout out Missouri again. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, what? Yeah, it all depends on what you think about Drew Locke and what do you think. Uh, so with that, since we're talking about Minshew and we're talking about Locke, is there? You know, we've got there's a there's a big question on Twitter. About last uh, okay. making making its making its way around, you know I'm not you know I'm not shameless I I, I get some I get some stuff I get some I get, you know I, I'm not I don't come up with all you know I can't think of all the questions right you know I'm I'm busy I got another job um, active on the Twitter <laughs> and I look at the tweets from time to time but when you're looking you know when we're looking at the young quarterback cores of uh, like Darnold or Daniel Jones uh, I think Gardner Minshew Dwayne Haskins or Drew Locke. Do you have one that you that you think is going to actually break out compared to these other ones? Do you do you feel you see, good about one? Choice, I think the obvious choice for everyone is Drew Lock, but that's not where I'm going. Drew Lock did go five and one as a starter. That's that's impressive. That's fine. Oh no! But I got bad news. My man here. Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones did more with less as a rookie quarterback. Twenty-two touchdowns. I'm uh, sorry, twenty-four touchdowns, only twelve interceptions. Good for a passer rating on ESPN. 
of 87.7. Did you know, Truman, that he's your Mr. Top Third, 12th ranked quarterback? In what? By, met- by metric. By what metric? By, by overall QBR, 12th ranked quarterback. Touchdown to interception ratio, 2.0, with absolute trash. Sterling oh, you, Shepard's you, you your best Mahomes, wide receiver. The Mahomes MVP interception ratio, interception percentage. I mean, they've got Saquon, so he really doesn't have to be throwing all that much. But to have a – to be doing as much as he did with the trash at receiving core that he had, I think is impressive. I think Danny Dimes is ready to make, take the next step. Do we? But do you do you believe in that in that wide wide receiving core? I mean, we're looking at Darius Slayton. I remember him from fantasy popping off that those two games, and then everybody picked him up, <laughs> and then he was awful for the rest of the season. Spent the rest of the season on my bench, or you know, and Golden Tate's going to come back. You got Sterling Shepard. Right. Uh, Evan, if Evan Ingram can stay healthy, he's a game. I think Evan Ingram's a game changing tight end, but he just you know I don't think we've seen a healthy season from Evan Ingram yet. Yeah, he's he's uh. I'd say, you know, he's top 10, but he, he can take the next step into the upper ranks. But, you know, tight end's kind of stacked position in the NFL, as we know. But, you know, it's it's going to take some some performances for New York. But trash division, full of trash defenses. And, again, we're talking if about – those next steps to be taken. If, be if, taken. if we're talking about supporting cast, then I've got to go with the obvious answer that is Drew Locke, right? Four, four and one. one his, once he took over, the one loss to Kansas City, of course – but, I mean, you're looking at a nice young core. Denver's, you know, Denver is set up for a scary, you know, they're for a scary run here. They've got a nice young core, but as long as that defense can stay healthy, obviously we learned about Von Miller just now, the, and the defense is aging up. Was a was a stout defense, did carry him to the Super Bowl victory back in, oh, geez, 2015, right? yeah. yeah, right around there, freshman year of college, right? Freshman, sophomore, somewhere in there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to not to date ourselves, but uh, you know, but um, you know, obviously a young supporting cast of of you got Noah Fant there at tight end, you got Cortland Sutton, he's really making a name for himself, um, and then just drafted with the addition of Jerry Judy this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a solid core. So, and if if Drew Locke can take that next step, I mean, we saw him. He passed for he his junior year at Mizzou, I believe he passed for an SEC. Uh, I can't remember if it was a record. It was at least the season leader for tu- for touchdowns. Yeah, he, he shocked the SEC. You know. Yeah, I mean, he played. He played real defenses. You know, there was he was, mm-hmm. and, he, and he played well. He didn't he, in a division with Georgia, winning, right. winning the division. Well, the, the the we're not gonna we're not gonna praise him for the SEC East. Let's <laughs> let's calm down. Oh, did he yeah, win the SEC East? You, it's no SEC you, West. If I told you when they moved to the SEC that within three years they'd be winning that division, would you say yes? No, they won it the year they switched. They won it the first two years they switched, I believe. Not to, not to. Exactly. If I told you that, but it was Blaine Gabbert, wasn't it? The year they were gone. If I told you that Mizzou was going to win two championships in the in their first three years in the SEC, would you would you peg them down for that? Because I wouldn't. I thought they were going to be trash. Uh, You forget that during those times I was a Mizzou fan, so I did believe (laughs) Mizzou was gonna. Oh, I knew. Oh, I knew they were going to come in and just sweep the SEC. I I had no problem with it. Well, I mean, you know, you don't you obviously you don't face Alabama, you don't face Auburn, you don't you don't face LSU. Uh, right. It's not it's not the you don't it's not the murder murderer's row of the SEC West. But yeah, I mean, right. so but Locke has proven himself, obviously, and so again, it is it might be the cliche, it might be the obvious answer, but I just think there's there's more pieces there for Drew Locke than uh, either of those four. Uh, Dwayne Haskins. We are in agreement. Dwayne Haskins. We are in agreement that. Sorry, go ahead. No, no. What were you saying? No. 
No, I said we already agreement that Sam Darnold uh, is the least likely out of the group. Yeah, I, I, no, sorry, Gardner Minshew obviously is. I, <laughs> there's no, there's nobody left, man. Who? Yeah, that's true. I, you know, DJ Chark, dude. DJ Chark season. Okay, dude. <laughs> Great. I think hey, Chris pass. Conley is still on the Great. team. <laughs> Great. DJ Chark and Chris Conley will have a thousand yards, and Gardner Minshew will finish with twenty-five hundred yards on the season. That'll be awesome. <laughs> The goat, the goat, media. <laughs> the goat. Uh, and this, I guess, this brings up. We've talked a lot. Me and you have talked a lot about uh, very odd trends from you know trying to pick, predict year to year, team to team, and uh, obviously I talked about Dwayne Haskins, which leads me into yep. my next point of every year in the NFL or most years we see one team go from the bottom of the division to the top. Of the division, mm-hmm. they go from worst to first. Uh, the Chiefs did it once. Andy Reid got there. Uh, trying to think. Oh, the I'm trying to think who did it last year. Oh, got to be the 49ers, right? 49ers did it. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, so if you're looking at candidates, uh, and I know it doesn't maybe seem obvious, uh, <laughs> which team I think is gonna. I mean, which team is gonna go be, go up? But. Um, if you had to take a guess, take a stab at the team that's gonna that got last place in the division last year that's gonna win this year, mm-hmm. what's your pick? What do you got? So this is my probably one of my spiciest picks, true. One of your so, spiciest picks, you tell me. From one of the toughest divisions in football, arguably the best division. We're gonna see What's your best division? Some mania. What's your best division? It's a in team that recently made some very serious offensive additions at running back and wide receiver. Oh, no. An emerging quarterback. Oh, no. I'm picking the Cardinals, oh, man. They're going to the God. top. They're Enough. going to the top. If I told you last year that the Niners were going to do it with Jimmy G, you would have you would have laughed at me. You would have said I'm crazy. What are you calling me crazy now? The Cardinals are going to shock better coach. the world. They had a better coach. Carl Shanahan's a better coach. They got Kyler. They got D-Hop. And they got whatever the running back they have that's, I don't know, one of the Joneses. There's a billion of them. That one of them went there. No, Kenyon, uh, Kenyon, Kenyon Drake's. And oh, whatever, dude. It does, the running back's irrelevant when you have Kyler Murray. Another Lamar Jackson prototype. Oh, okay. I, you know, I, I I think Kyler Murray has a better arm than Lamar Jackson. I think you saw it a lot in college. It's a very flashy arm. I don't know if, I don't know how the completion percentages compare and everything like that, but obviously there's a lot more of those Heisman-type throws in the in the Kyler Murray season than there was mm-hmm. in the Lamar Jackson Heisman season, but you but obviously former uh, outfielder turned right. quarterback you See, know, had signed for, got for, drafted by the Oakland A's uh, told him to for my POV fuck off. it just it can't be a it can't be from anywhere else. There's no division that it even like seems like it's possible. So oh okay, really? That's what you I don't know. think there's that's another division where it seems like it's possible? Boy, okay, do I have a pick for you. My pick for the worst from the for the team that's going to go from last place in their division to first place in their division. I believe it's a new. I believe it's a new team. I haven't seen them ever on the on a scorecard before. I haven't seen them. I I don't think. I don't know. I don't think the Chiefs ever played them. I'm just. I'm looking at. I'm looking at. I believe the team name is the Washington Football Team. It feels like it might just be a filler filler name. I don't know. It might have been when I was looking up standings. I it might have just been a problem when I was looking at the standings. It just looked kind of like maybe like a little coding there, but. I believe that the Washington football team is going to be their team that goes from worst to first because they are playing in the worst division in football. The okay. eight and eight won the division last year. <laughs> eight and eight. 
no, 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 no. Nine and seven. But was it nine and seven? The Eagles went sure? nine and seven. Are we sure? The Eagles went nine and seven. Are we sure? 100%. Yes, sir. The Eagles went nine and seven. I'm just... The Eagles went nine and seven. I promise. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just telling you. I'm here it's still to say. trash. I'm here it's to say. Still, it's still trash. I'm here to say. New coach, uh, Ron Rivera. Uh, you know, again, a solid coach. I, I feel very similar. You know, he's from the Andy Reid tree. I feel a very. I felt like he's a very prestigious coach. He just was never going to get it done in Carolina. I believe a nice okay. change. A nice change of scenery. He's got a young, you know, mal, mal, malleable quarterback. You know, again, he had. Yep. He had Cam Newton. Cam Newton was obviously drafted to him when Ron Rivera was there. They took he took he was able to take the pants to the Super Bowl, just wasn't able to get over the hump. 15, 15 and one, 14 and two that season, I believe, somewhere in there. 15 and, and one. Was it fifteen? Yeah, it was fifteen and one. And then, you know, so and Al, look, and, and not to say Alex Smith is gonna start. Or, you know, it, what an amazing story, of course, Alex Smith. But yeah, if you remember if, even the field. if you talk to Patrick Mahomes, who would he tell you is the number one one of the number one people in, in his development. Alex Smith. Because Alex, Alex Smith teaches you how to be an actual quarterback. Mahomes had all the talent, but Alex Smith had no talent. Alex Smith had no talent and could do everything that made you a quarterback. Patrick Mahomes had all the talent, but didn't wasn't amazing at being a quarterback, but Alex Smith taught him how to be a quarterback. Now he's this amazing, talented quarterback. But So I think if you get Alex Smith back, and he can actually make, make an impact because he's a pretty selfless guy. He helps making the roster is enough. Yeah, he's I mean, force Dwayne Haskins to be good. Right, he's gonna make him. He's gonna make him better, or he'll start, and maybe he'll make a difference. But and you got you got Riverboat Ron there. You've got you've got Alex Smith either playing or helping Dwayne Haskins. Mm-hmm. I just and, and you're in the worst division in football. Chase Young, another uh, another solid addition to the defense. Yes, I that's, mm-hmm. I think if there's anybody, I think it's gonna be tough through for any team. It's always you know we always say. Well, I don't know. Maybe this year won't be the year, but there's always one, you know. And I think, right, there's always one. I think it's, you know, I think you got to look at the worst division in football, mm-hmm. and you have to look at the last place team. And I think you're gonna look at, uh, I think you look at the Washington football team. Thank you. Yes, the Washington unless of course the Cowboys team. take that step and just smack everyone that they've been trying to take for the last uh, ten years by hiring by, by hiring a worse coach. Yeah, I know, but just. I mean, they you kept know, the, kept the offensive coordinator. Me, my chat's telling me they'll go seven and nine unless Smith starts, and then they'll go nine and seven. So <laughs> I don't think it's looking too far up for the Washington football team. Yes, the D line. The D line is insane. The D line is insane, and I just it's the worst division in football. And I, I just don't. I, the Cowboys they just haven't put it together. I think Dak's Dak's good. He's just not getting it done. Oh, there was a question if Jason Garrett was being too conservative and making kick field goals. But why why do we think Mike McCarthy's gonna be any different? Or do we think Mike yeah, McCarthy's I, yeah, gonna let Kellen Moore loose? Because Kellen Moore yeah. Kellen Moore is solid offensive coordinator. He's he's done great things. But I just do we do we believe that Mike McCarthy is for some reason a less conservative Jason Garrett? I don't I, I never understood that higher personally. I I didn't you know, when there's a you know certain offensive coordinators for Super Bowl winning teams that were, you know, interviewing for head positions. Oh, I don't know why course, you would yes. hire a dude who hasn't been uh, really done anything in the playoffs in seven years. Right. 
Yeah, I just I I don't yeah, a quarter a coach that got fired for not being innovative and not and not adjusting to change a coach that that wasted Aaron Rodgers' prime only only won one right. Super Bowl because right. because he couldn't adjust. I just I don't I don't I don't think McCarthy's the answer in Dallas, and I don't think Dallas is the one that's going to take the next step. So, but again, looking on the flip side, if we look at obviously the there's always going to be teams go from worst to first, but. You gotta have parity, right? There's uh, mm-hmm. what what goes up must come down. So, well, there's always teams go worse from first. There's generally a team from the conference championship weekend that doesn't end up making the playoffs. If you had to pick one team this year, who would it be, and why is it the Green Bay Packers? It's well, it's not the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers also play in a garbage division. Their only real competition is going to be the Vikings, who are actually I'm picking to win the division this year. It's going to go be Vikings 1, uh, Packers 2, Bears possible wild card if Mitch Trubisky can put it together, which we all know is a long shot. But that's not my pick for worst. It's actually the San Francisco 49ers. We've seen this time and time again, Truman. Super Bowl losers generally don't have a good season. You're claiming Ball. you're claiming Super Bowl hangover. That's what that's your claim. Super Bowl hangover. Yes, sir. Because we obviously because I mean we've, we're gonna see it with the Niners this year. Garoppolo, I'm not a believer in Garoppolo. They've got a really run heavy kind of gimmicky, honestly, system. If right. you pick up if they don't pick up a couple blocks, they get blown up. We saw it in the third and fourth quarters of the Super Bowl last year. If that's the template to beat the 49ers, it, the template's out. Um, but I just don't think that you know they've had they had a lot of con. Uh, contract issues. Obviously, they made a good uh, signing with Kittle extending his contract, a really good contract there. But it took them until, you know, the last week to sign a breakout player in Raheem Mostert. And I just, you know, stuff like that where players, you know, playing really well on their rookie deal should be extended pretty quick. Uh, although, you know, it is a running back. You really shouldn't pay running backs. But I just, I feel like the hangover's coming for the 49ers. I feel like we're going to see Garoppolo uh, struggle in a system that, you know, unless it's perfectly tailored for him, it's just not going to be there for the opportunity. Right. And obviously, you know, as, as cliche, uh, we are, we are chiefs homers through and through, but we, but neither of us believe that the Super Bowl hangover is going to come from Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, it's, there's, they signed, re-signed 22, 20 of 22 starters. And, uh, they're just, they're, they look poised. They look, you, you bring back Mahomes, you bring back, Again, like we said, you bring back the offensive coordinator and your de- defensive coordinator. It's just. And with a clutch uh, opt-out to really shore up the running back position, uh, I, I don't think the Chiefs are going to be seeing it. <sighs> yeah, I don't. The answer for me, I think, I I just think it's the Packers. I think it felt, they felt like they kind of just, you know, they skated through a, a bad division. I You look at, uh. You, you, uh, the Vikings just weren't. They didn't figure it out till late. Obviously, they did end up pushing past the wild card around in the <laughs> beating the cursed Saints once again. Uh, and Detro- Detroit, you know, I believe Detroit's always got the pieces. It just it always feels like we're just waiting on that year. Detroit puts it together. I mean, they took the Chiefs to the about. They gave the Chiefs about as much as they wanted to handle early in the mm-hmm. season when they were still yep. undefeated, and then all of a sudden it all fell off. Uh, the Chiefs seem to kind of break the Detroit. Uh, Detroit Lions spirit, as the Chiefs kind of te- tend to do with a lot of teams, um, yep, and and Jackson. but and and the Bears brought in Foles to be competitive with Trubisky. Obviously, we obviously Trubisky's been named the starter for Week One, but I just I don't I just don't I I 
think Aaron Rodgers is regressing, and I, I think they're just not surrounding him with enough with enough talent. I don't think they have enough answers. I, yeah. I don't think. Yeah, we, we've seen this before with you know actually the Packers. We saw it happen with uh, you know arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, Brett Favre, when Aaron Rodgers was drafted. You know, right? You know, Aaron Rodgers was still playing well, and we saw the season following, uh, for example, Favre season when Rodgers was. We saw him regress. We saw him, you know, kind of be disheartened, like his team doesn't trust him, or you know, his team's viewing him as replaceable. And I think that's what we're gonna we might see. Right. I just. Yeah, so if I had to make a pick, my pick is the Green Bay Packers. Yours yours is going to be uh, the San Francisco 49ers. But at the end of the day, you know, the obvious pick would be the team that made it from the wild card round, the sixth seed Tennessee Titans. Mm-hmm. But I, I I believe we both feel the same way. Uh, Andrew Luck's obviously uh, done in Indianapolis. Indianapolis has kind of muttered all year. They brought in Phillip Rivers. But, you know, again, Phillip Rivers another aging quarterback. We saw Eli Manning retire. We've seen, you know, we've seen Ben Roethlisberger get hurt. We've seen the guys from that draft class, the the fable draft class of the good old switch around that they did. (laughs) But I just, I think we're looking, I think we're waiting on, and Aaron Rodgers, also another, no, no, yes, another part of that draft? Is that not the Alex Smith draft? Mm, No, 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 now I'm going crazy. No, no, no. No, I'm talking that's yeah. oh not twenty eleven draft. But um but again we've seen we've seen Big Ben get hurt. We've seen these guys get hurt. I just I just I don't think Phillips got it anymore. So I, I think I think the AFC South and uh, DeAndre Hopkins is gone. Bill O'Brien continues to <laughs> kill the Houston Texans. Deshaun Watson can only do so much. And I just I don't know. I think I don't think Houston repeats as division champions there. And I think we're looking at, I think we're looking, I think if, if Tannehill starts and again, we've seen the same things with the likes of like Matt Castle, where he had that breakout year in new England and then he was terrible. You know, you never know if you've captured lightning in a bottle with a guy that you caught midway through his career and all of a sudden he's taken off like this. But I mean, I think I just, I think that's your, I think that's your best shot. I think, I, I, I think the Titans are probably your, would be my favorite to win the uh, win the AFC South for me right now, mm-hmm. and I yeah, yeah, I don't think I think the AFC South is pretty wide open. You know, I just think that you know we're gonna see some regression from the 49ers. Seahawks are gonna Seahawk and manage to choke in clutch times with Russell Wilson being as good as he is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, in terms of wide open conferences, there is the NFC East and the uh, the AFC South. Those are just some wide open conferences where we don't know what's going to happen. Are we going to trust? Do we trust that Tannehill is going to get it done? Do we trust that Derrick Henry is going to be able to carry his team? Or is he going to get carries like he should have gotten in the AFC AFC Championship game? Uh, You know, it's it's hard for me as someone who likes the ground game to to see Derrick Henry just not make the playoffs. But when you run, but when you run somebody that hard, the, the likelihood, as much as they've run Derrick Henry, you know, we always talk, well, he's a different kind of. This guy's div- just built different. They say that every year about the, some somebody that they ran into the ground the year before. They're like, oh well, we can do it before. We can do it again, no problem. Mm-hmm. But it turns out they run him into the ground, and then they don't. They don't play well. They get hurt again. So mm-hmm. there's always the possibility that we're looking at. Uh, 
you know, Derrick Henry cert- could certainly get run into the ground. If Derrick Henry gets, if Derrick Henry's not good, they're done. I, I, the Titans right. are dead in the water. Tannehill's, Tannehill's yep. good. He's, I just don't know if he's good enough to get it, get it done during that time. So, um, uh, and also, so with that, we've talked picks, we've talked all this stuff. Um, we've had some hot takes, but Owen, what is your hottest take for this upcoming season? Truman, I got some spicy ones for you today. So I already already laid out some super hot fire with the 49ers having a serious hangover and losing the division to the Cardinals. We've already talked about this, you know, pretending like the Seahawks don't exist. I've already already spit that take. Of course. Are you ready for some serious spice? Some some serious spice. It's it's it might not be as spicy, but I think it's 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 pretty it's, it's a pretty it's pretty spicy. So we're talking. We're talking Colts, and we're talking winning the division. We're talking Phillip Rivers being good again. We're, we're talking the Colts taking their league best offensive line to the playoffs. I don't know if they, if they can find success, but their defense is, you know, serviceable, like we've seen that Phillip Rivers needs. And if Phillip Rivers can not be the Phillip Rivers from 2019 and he can instead be the Phillip Rivers from 2017 or 2018 – I think the Colts have a serious chance to make the playoffs. But it's Philip Rivers, man. <laughs> it's Philip. I know. We watch Philip Rivers. Spicy. Oh, God, just... And again, I, again, spicy. we're talking about probably one of the worst divisions in football. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. What do you got for me? What do you got for me? All right. I'll say this. I just. I don't know if this is bold for being for the sake of being bold. Okay. But here's what I think is going to happen. We're talking the AFC North. AFC North. Okay. We're talking Cleveland Browns winning the division. You're insane! No, Truman, no, no. I'm not afraid to no, say. No, 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 no. I'll go. I'll go where a few men have gone before. They're going to win the division. I'm just telling. Stop. I, I, stop. It's going to be stop. close. Don't get me wrong. I believe. No, it's I believe. Not. I believe Baltimore and Cleveland are both going to be good. Uh, obviously, we're going to have to revisit these as we go through the weeks. Um, yeah, we're going to be revisiting this one. <laughs> I'm writing this we, down. All right. All right. We've got. We've got week one. Baltimore, Cleveland. Week one. We get to see what you think. We're, we get to see how you're thinking. Where everything yeah, lines yeah. up. Baltimore, we'll see how you Cleveland. feel next week after we talk. After yeah, after, after the Cleveland drop thirty five on after them. Cleveland just destroys them. <laughs> Cleveland know. what? After Cleveland just <laughs> knocks it out of the park. Good luck with that, Truman. Thank you. I appreciate. Cleveland I appreciate your getting, concern. I appreciate your good luck. Cleveland isn't even gonna beat again. The we're but again we're we're very similar to the Titans. You're one injury away from not from not having a good team. Yeah. But I mean, you can say the same thing about the Chiefs, but the Chiefs were serviceable with that more. I mean, you know, it's not fair to say, well, if you took away this one player, then they're done. But right. uh, you know, maybe J.K. Dobbins doesn't doesn't progress like they expect him to. Maybe Mark Ingram takes a step back. Maybe they become one dimensional, depending on just focusing on Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost Earl Thomas. Um, you know, and we never know. This is going to be this NFL season is going to be crazy because of COVID, because of because of yeah. everything going on. This is going to be an NFL season like we've never seen before. So, so, so with your picture of the Browns, you think that one Baker Mayfield's 
gonna finally take the step. Two, the Steelers are gonna disappear. And three, the Ravens are gonna take a step back. I it's again, I just I don't trust old quarterbacks that are you know, whatever. I I I I've been Ben Roethlisberger again coming off of a hurt of a hurt foot. Foot injuries not always great to for immobile tanks. Right, exactly. So I don't trust the Steelers to be there. James Conner didn't look didn't look like a world beater last year. Juju Smith Schuster didn't look amazing last year. The the only difference is that Big Ben's back. And I just you know, again, and he's and he's he's hurt. He's returned from injury. He's returning from injury. He's old. It's harder to come back as good. He doesn't have the beard anymore. I think he shaved. I think he shaved it. Excuse me. A little upsetting. Oh. So I think I just don't think I don't think the Steelers do it. And okay. I could and the Ravens I think are had a lot of things go right for them until until they didn't until we saw, and we saw what happened when a team when the team punched the Ravens in the mouth and got up and got up early on them. They can't they they aren't good at rallying, you know. Un, mm-hmm. Unlike the Chiefs where the Chiefs went down, you know, 10, 10 points, 10 points, and 24 points uh, in reverse mm-hmm. order. You know, 24 points, obviously, to the Texans in the divisional round. It's just not... Yep. Um, I just... I don't think it's... I don't... I, I, I just don't... I, if Lamar Jackson regresses even, even mildly, then I think they have big problems. If Marcus Peters go back goes back to being the Marcus Peters that was on the Rams. Oh gosh. Exactly. Yeah. Again, Marcus yeah. Peters was a, a midseason addition who had a huge impact. Yeah. But if he goes back to who he was at the Rams. So Truman, so I pulled up the Browns record from twenty nineteen. To kind of cross reference. maybe and I'm 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 looking at these scores. Maybe maybe you're not insane. So you know, week uh was it four? Week four. They beat the brakes off of the Ravens, 40-25. to 25. We're talking about a future ASC number one seed Raven. You know, then they then the week before that, they had a one-score loss to the Rams before getting their brakes beat off by the 49ers. But then they lose by four points in a thriller to the Seahawks before losing by two scores to the Patriots last year, who were, who were very good. Then lose by five to the Broncos, by three to the Bills. Then beat the Steelers handedly by 14 points. And so I'm looking at all these scores, Truman. They, they're they pretty close. You might have a, a decent argument. I mean, that, and that's what you look for, right? It's it's how did those one-score games go? Was somebody really unlucky? Was somebody really, really, or was somebody really lucky? Was somebody really unlucky, you know? But, I mean, we saw that Steelers game that went to OT where yeah. just awful conditions, just garbage play from both teams. Very winnable game. Could coin flip. Yeah. So I think we're, you know, I think again, I think we're looking all right. Um, so moving on, to finish this off. Uh, you know, you can't talk about the 2020 NFL season. You can't talk about what's going on without, you know, without asking yourself, are we, uh, are we actually going to play 16 games? Yes, sir, Truman, we are. We're going to play all 16 games that because o- that's, that's an the Owen NFL Dom, is... That's an Owen Dom guarantee. The, Owen, the NFL is a billion a, dollar company. about money. Yeah, right. <laughs> and they're a billion-dollar company. Um, they're, they want to stay a billion-dollar company. They want are, to keep earning those 
billions of dollars. Are there going to uh, be? Are there going to have be, to see replacement players? For are there going to be no breaks? Are we going to? Are we going to see breaks like you saw in the NHL or the MLB? Or I'm not I guess the MLB entirely or the NBA? ruling out the opportunity of uh, a postponement of the season, but I think with the amount of testing and just the money that the NFL has, they're not going to let. It's, it's not. Te- even, it's even not if, about the testing. It's about can players be responsible? And NFL players are. Uh, you know, notoriously historically, irresponsible. notoriously irresponsible. So, I don't know. I just, I just don't think upper management cares. I think, I, I, I think, think everybody, I think everybody's the same hope, right? <laughs> right. I think everybody's but the same I answer just, is I hope. I just think that the NFL upper management has shown that they don't really care about the players all that much. Right. Is uh, it? We've seen, you know, them. We've seen coaches not care about the running back position. If coaches don't even care about their running backs, do you think the NFL is going to care about the, the entire player base? I mean, is it feasible? Just, is it fe- is a bubble feasible? Like we saw again, like we saw in the NHL or the NBA or the soccer. Not. It's it's not. But I just feel you, like you there's so much money at stake that they're not going to let it. You could you couldn't play on the same fields because NFL players tear up fields and they won't play on turf because turf will just tear them up. You'll tear up NFL right. players with turf. So I mean, it'd have to be a city that had. A bunch of football fields. I mean, yeah, I, I certainly there is there is one team, there was one city that does host, you know, two NFL teams and two college football teams and has to turn around their field pretty quick. And of course, we were talking about Los Angeles, <laughs> but I mean, but Los Angeles is of of course, uh, you know, the second largest city in the U.S. <laughs> and has its problems. Yep. It's it, it's no Orlando. You know, and it, it might be a little harder to keep people out because it's all about keeping people out. And mm-hmm. or maybe, uh, uh, you know, maybe the U.S. government gets this figured out. <laughs> well, <laughs> not the vaccine about, is projected to be on track. I've heard by late October, early November. By some projections, Pfizer has said that they might be able to get that out. Um, if that happens, uh, I'm willing to stamp my Owen Dom guarantee of a full season. If the vaccine comes out in October, wow, that's November, a, that's a pretty big. That's a pretty big if then statement. There. Well, and also that oh, wow. means like there's if, like five if, games if, left. If, so. if we if, <laughs> if, if we cure the disease, I bet the disease won't stop the NFL season. You heard it here I first, s- people. On <laughs> Dom, that's true. The podcast featuring, of course, Owen Dom found at twitchtv domination 7 with that bold take, and of course, me Truman Steen found at twitchtv Machine. but. So let's just transition a little bit to the to the away from the NFL. Let's talk about uh maybe, you know, I'm gonna start you off with this question too. Let's talk about right. let's talk about baseball. Uh, okay. and my and my question, uh, you know, my question to you earlier in the week is, should we even talk about baseball? And so my question to you, is baseball still important? I think so. Here's here's my thoughts. I think that we might just be jaded as Royals. Of course. We're, Base, we're, baseball is more more fun to watch when your team is good. Right. Unless, so, and it's absolutely, uh, you know, bad to watch if your team is mm-hmm. bad. But, but not a lot of other sports are like that. Right. So I wouldn't say that baseball actually has a terrible product. We're in a real feast or famine kind of baseball situation where – relievers are the big ticket you, everyone likes to see good pitching but also everyone likes to see a baseball blasted 450 feet so we're, we're in situations where the Padres can hit a grand slam for like what was it four games straight or was it five? Oh gosh it was 
four to, it was a record, whatever it was. Yeah, uh, so we're in, we're in a state of baseball where the ball is not only juice, but pitchers have their filthiest, most disgusting, nasty stuff that we've four. seen in a long time. It was four, so by the way. I, I, it was four? <coughs> Incredible. But I just feel like, as Royals fans, we might be jaded. Uh, it's just another dumpster fire season that we don't care about watching. And you and I are both people that aren't, you know, we like our teams more than we like the sport. Like, we love sports, but we're not going to watch a team that I, I personally know right. that I do not like watching sports all that much if it's not my team. Right. Obviously, I mean, me and you, uh, we were students, and now we are full, we're full-time jobs uh, running a podcast. You know, sometimes you don't if, – if the team's really bad, you don't have time to watch them if they play Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, sometimes seven days a week, <laughs> you know, and, and sometimes they're in the middle of the day. When I have to listen to them on right. the radio. It's just, it's an insane schedule. So then my next question for you is, you know, with this, we've seen, you know, teams that maybe aren't amazing, that probably couldn't hold up for a 162-game season, been able to hold up for, uh, you know, what's been this 60-game season through the two months. Right. And it's made for some interesting some interesting times and some interesting battles. But uh-huh. so my question to you is, does shortening the season make it – more exciting is it something i mean you know we we all talk about obviously baseball has the longest season of any sport in of any of the big north american four and even bigger than the the not north the north american four's stepchild of the mls um (laughs) you know it's obviously got the most games of any season are we you know is this going to be some kind of revolution we should be seeing is this something that the baseball should consider i think baseball should definitely consider shortening the season I mean, uh, not, but you don't even necessarily have to shorten it length, you know, spread out a series, uh, take away series, spread out, or, you know, either spread out a series over, over a week or spread out, right, like, like it's the playoffs or, or, uh, do away with series where you're playing one team every, every so often, every few days. Like, so like, I agree, like the NBA. So I so, agree with the, so right. I agree with the takes of a local, uh, KC radio sports host, Bob Pesco, who, uh, has said that they should, uh, do two 80-game seasons and have, like, a mid-season playoff and a mid-season cup, kind of like what soccer does in the Premier League yeah. of having secondary tournaments that teams can focus their resources on. Similar to the strike-shortened season of, I believe it was 94. It was before we were born. <laughs> right. So, I th- yeah. I, but, I, but I think that playoff can adapt a little bit. Uh, it's been shown that, you know, viewership, you know, baseball has a historically – uh, strong viewership and the people who love baseball still like baseball. Uh, I know personally that when the Royals are good, I love watching baseball. I find it a lot of fun. I know that the Royals my mom were... especially will watch baseball always, even when it's bad, because she just likes baseball that much. Right. But I think baseball can can move to, you know, adapt with the times a little bit. But of course, the Royals, you know, uh, again, sub- can't really say this objectively as a KC fan, but even even if it does come off as subjective. I do believe the Royals were a little more fun to watch when they were good because they were making those – they would be down three, four, five runs and still be able to come back any night of the week, and it was never over. Right. So, you know, but, like, you know, is it, it just is – it that is it that important? Do we need to – do do we need those guys? Do we need to watch it every night of the week? Right. Do we need I, baseball I, this often? I, mean, I think it, we could definitely stand to lose some some – crappy weekday times i mean who's really tuning in at 11 a.m right you know even even the west coasters they turn in to watch baseball at 1 30 
Right. But on I, a flyaway day. But I mean, is, is there anybody is there anybody sell. tuning in at 7 p.m. on a Friday night? You know, is there anybody staying home to watch un- baseball instead of going out? Most of the United States lives on the East Coast. Our East Coasters waking up and saying, oh, boy, 9 a.m., time to watch baseball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. I mean, but with there are arguments that it should be kept the same because we've seen things like, for example, the Indians and the Red Sox always seem to be garbage for the first, you know, 60 games of the season, which in a normal season is not, not even a half of the season. And they can, they're willing to, you know, turn it on in the remaining 102 games of the season after, you know, going 29 and 31 over their first 60 and make the playoffs. But if you shorten the season, it just, it makes it so that like teams are like, that people don't think are good, for example. Like uh, Detroit. Detroit is, you know, hovering, but they could, could reasonably contend for a playoff spot with a shortened season. It makes it so that teams that might not normally make the playoffs in a 162 season could. And I think that's a model that MLB could stand to use. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I just, you know, as I, you know, I did, I did love baseball when the Royals were good. I think it's just, it's one of those seasons it's, I, and you know, and they probably, they have some of the lowest ratings on TV and it's, it's just one of those seasons that's if your team is bad and they're really bad, you can just, you can just turn it off. You just don't need to, you know, just, yeah, it's fine. Just, I'm, I'm fine to just let it go. I don't I don't need to watch. The Royals are bad? Okay, well, cool. I don't need to watch any baseball <laughs> this year. So, but speaking of good teams, Truman, yeah, we got to pick a winner for this MLB season. What, what do you think? Jeez, I don't know. The Twins looked like world beaters at the beginning of the season. You know, shout out shout out our, bowl, our, our boy Cole, Minnesota Pro. Uh, <laughs> but obviously they've trailed off here as of late. And, you know, if I had to... Is this, are we looking, you know, uh, are we looking at maybe the year where finally, just maybe, they finally might, those curse-written Dodgers? Uh, yeah, see? I, obviously, I mean, the best best record in baseball, it's not it's not a super exciting pick. Uh, you know, but, you know, there's fun teams like Tampa Bay Rays up at the top of the AL East. And right, I just, yeah. I, you know, again, this is a fun season. Uh, if you're not a Royals fan, <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is a fun season for a lot of those teams. And I think it's just, I think it's easy to catch that, to catch that excitement. And, you know, obvi- and the Dodgers are just, you know, the best team in baseball right now, obviously. Right. You know, free jo- free my man Joe Kelly. But. Free, free Joe Kelly, that's correct, that's correct. <laughs> His suspension was honestly awful for baseball. It really shouldn't have happened. But... You know, this might be the Dodgers' year finally. Um, the the NL is kind of stacked with the Braves and Phillies, you know, in contention, along with the Cubbies playing some really good baseball of late. Um, of course, they've got to deal with uh, Grand Slam City, the Padres, in their division. Right, uh, and the Padres putting together the, a winning season so far. And the Padres made all those trades at the deadline. I mean, uh, the mm-hmm. six what was it the six uh, players for Cleveland's ace? Uh, what was it, Clevenger? And yeah, that's pretty insane. Oh, they also they also acquired Trevor Trevor Rosen Rosenthal from Rosendahl Rosenthal from the Rosenthal. yeah 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 from from the Royals uh, mm-hmm. again to shore shore up a few spots long time Cardinal guy so the Potters are obviously making a push and if it's the sh- if it's it's if it's the COVID shortened season why not you know there's those <laughs> those big differences uh, I'll tell you can why make because I just can't see anything anybody else but the Dodgers winning this one they're 
they're on their revenge tour, like similar to what we saw Kansas City do after they were they were shafted by the refs. Yeah, in, but they they've done the it. Patriots game. They've done it two or three years in, in a row, haven't they? They always they always right. go and they always lose. Right. I mean, I'm I obviously it's, like it's, this... it's 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 always easy to sit in the middle of the middle of the regular season with the Dodgers and say, "Oh yeah, I'm ready." The Dodgers. This is the Dodgers' year. Always, of this course. Is, they've of got course. to. They they've just got to, or everyone's just gonna roast them forever. <laughs> you know, they've just got to do it, man. They they've just got to do it. Shout out my boy James. <laughs> I just oh man, I don't know, I don't know. Again, I the best team in baseball. Uh, fun to fun to watch, fun to root for, uh, especially since they've lost that many times. I think it, I, I would I would hazard to say it's probably the only LA team that you could feel good rooting for to win. Be like, oh man, you know what? Those LA teams they just don't they just don't win enough. They're not ex- not enough people talk about those LA teams. Yep, a, a nice small market that, uh... team like the LA Dodgers, man. Hope to hope they could finally get get all the pieces put together. Through drafting LA and fans with only sixty plus championships between their teams, you know you gotta feel bad for them. Yeah, pretty tough, pretty tough. Oh yeah, and you know what? Another team be that that team up in the up in the Northeast, one of those New England teams. Man, they don't win shit. They don't win shit up there in Boston. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just must be hard to see the for the first time ever the Boston Red Sox not making the playoffs. It must be. Oh, heartbreaking, absolutely heartbreaking <laughs> to see the Boston Red Sox in They're last just place. Starved of championships up there in Boston with the worst with the worst record than the Kansas City Royals. I hate to see it mm-hmm. as someone who's a big fan of the city of Boston and all their sports teams. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, you know, you truly hate to see it. This is going to be uh, one hell of a transition. Transition, but going from one sports league that's not talked about enough to another sports team that's not talked talked a lot talked enough uh, talked. Talked a lot about. Talked enough about. Woo! That was tough. (laughs) And going from, again, talking about another New England team. Let's transition in the NHL. And, uh, and, you know, to start you off here, again, we have seen the top point scorer, the top, this top team in regular season points eliminated from the playoffs early. I mean, not, you know, Boston, they played the round robin and then they, and then they got eliminated (laughs) or, you know, or won a series, then got eliminated. Yes, they yeah. won won their first round series, which is better than the Lightning did last year, and yeah, but but then again, you know, and then got eliminated. <laughs> right. And so again, we've seen teams like this just not not make it, not get it done. And we see the top we see the top point scorer in the NHL year after year just not not be able to get it done. So right. I don't know, is this a failure for Boston, or do we just chalk it up, or do they get to chalk it up and go, well, sorry, it's uh. Uh, you know, it's COVID, you know, sorry we didn't make, it's the, conference, tough. Sorry we didn't make the conference championship, championship, but it's, it's COVID. So, you know, you got to give us a little pass. You know, it's the, tough, but the it's, lonely Boston Bruins. It's not a, it's, this season is, should not be viewed as a colossal failure for the, for the Bruins. They did, uh, win their division, but you know, only by a couple points, uh, they had a, a three goal differential over the lightning who they lost to. So in no means a bad loss to a, a, a team in the Lightning, which last year a lot of people had winning the Cup after they, you know, destroyed everybody in the regular season. Oh, we so, get, we'll get to talk about the Lightning just a bit. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't, give me a little bit more time before we talk about the Lightning as an Islanders fan. I just need to <laughs> still prepare from last night. I don't think that the night. Bruins should be too upset. Um, I don't – this is just, you know, this is only two years in a row. I don't think we're going to start seeing, you know, number one teams just drop – but 
it's probably disappointing if you're a Bruins fan seeing your team go top eight. I mean, it's disappointing for any any season. Any any team that wins the most games in season, it's always going to be disappointing if your team does anything besides win a championship. We saw, you know, obviously the Ravens last year in the NFL outed again. Yep. Uh, again, just like we talked about with the Dodgers every year. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, whoever won the most games that year, the Royals went on the went on the run to the World Series. Oh, the the Angels that year, losing the first <laughs> the round, getting swept by the wild card winner. You know. Just a few examples off the top of my head. You know, it's always going to be disappointing if you don't win, right? Because mm-hmm. you've invested so much and your team was so good and they were obviously the best team. But, yeah, probably with the weird COVID bubble going on and with the NHL, it's probably not, uh, you know, crazy to believe that it's going to, you know. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think Boston fan. I don't think Bruins fans should be that upset. And you know you had an all right showing in the round robin. You didn't you didn't lose your first playoff series. You got through. Yep. And then you chalk everything up to be well. Okay, that's fine. Yep. And then I, obviously disappointing if you're a Bruins fan, but from the outside looking in, uh, it's not like you lost to a bad team. So. Yeah. And so obviously we talk. I guess we've got to talk about it now. Obviously, uh, we're filming this on Tuesday. We uh, watched a uh, Monday night drubbing of our New York Islanders. I, I didn't watch all of it. I'm going to be honest. Oh. I, I didn't watch all of it. Oh, I, are you I telling watched... me that you turned it off be- <laughs> when it was when it was still 6-1? You gave up on the boys? You didn't oh, watch it till when they got it? You gave you didn't you didn't you didn't hold in there until until it was 8-2 at the end of the game? You're I, telling I, me I you did didn't not. stick around? I did not. Still did watch not. them lose by 6 goals? <laughs> I I you mean to tell me. That. that was sad. That was hard to watch. Oh, I mean, and you know, obviously the Islanders, uh, you know, Tampa Bay's been off for about a week, right? They've been, they finished it off. They finished up their series in five games. They finished up, they played their game five before. I believe the Islanders even played their game. I mean, they might have played it, I think on the same day the Islanders played like their game four or yeah, the day after the game four. Game. They even played it before the Islanders game five. And then the game, and then obviously the Islanders went up 3-1, just like Tampa Bay. Lightning, but as every other team in the, that went up three one in that round failed to do, besides the Lightning who finished off in Game Five, they went to a Game Seven similar to the Golden Knights in the Dallas in the Dallas Stars, and so obviously we saw Monday night the Islanders came out flat. Uh, there's you know, the Tampa Bay looked like a team that had had rested for a week, and the Islanders yep. looked like a team that had flew on a plane to a different time zone the day before after playing a seven game series. Uh, there's there's really no way around it, but. It's, I mean, is it is it going to be a big enough of a deal and a big enough of a hangover that we see this series end quick? Because, and then again, because it ends quickly, and because the Golden Knights and the Dallas Stars went seven went seven games each. Uh, do we see, if we see Truman, this series Truman, end quickly? Uh, Dallas Dallas played the Canucks. Dallas, yeah, Dallas uh, played. No. The Knights and no. Stars are playing right now, and the, no. uh, Vegas is up two zero. Oh no, yeah, no, Vegas Vegas played the Canucks. Dallas played the Avalanche. Yes, yes. Dallas Sorry. moved on. Both those series went to seven games. Yes, uh, Dallas, we saw Dallas take game one, 1-0. One, uh, I believe they had Fleury and goal. Golden Knights are up 2-0, you say now? And uh, a score alert, just now 3-0. Just, now, just now 3-0, Golden just Knights. Just now 3-0. So, as we can assume right now at 7, 7.20 p.m. Mountain Time on Tuesday, before this comes out on <laughs> Thursday on the Spotify and somebody's listening and going, these guys are idiots. They lost this game. But, you know, maybe that series gets to 1-1, right? So those teams right. feel even. But again, with the Eastern Conference, if Tampa Bay 
just throttles the Lightning here. I mean, if Tampa Bay throttles the Islanders, and then they win that series 3-1, 4-1, and then Vegas and Dallas go seven games, is, is mm-hmm. Tampa Bay certainly has the opportunity to just waltz their way through the finals. But also, but before we even get to there, do you think Tampa Bay is going to finish this off? I mean, what do you if, – if you had to give me just a little prediction, a little – well, look at so your look into your glass ball, glass ball. I uh, crystal ball. I did some stat crunching, and of uh, for teams. To, you did that research up, for this show. I know it's pretty crazy. I wish uh, I would have done so. Teams that go up 1-0 in the playoffs, Truman, have a staggering 53% chance that they'll win the series. So no, we don't know anything after our drubbing of Game One. Islanders still have the league best defense. This uh, in the playoffs, they still have the league best. Playoffs best penalty kill, and if they can put a couple goals together, put a little uh, Brocktober in there, they, the Islanders have a significant chance of winning this. But Owen, they're boring. True. The Islanders are boring to watch. If you're not a fan of the Islanders, as an Islanders fan, I love it. You know, seeing these dudes take pucks off the noggin, Matt Barzell, by the way. <laughs> probably got 27 scars on his face. Matt Barzell's going to look like me by the end of the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> Getting scars from everywhere, uh, warm-ups from his, from his teammates' sticks, from the opponent's sticks. Oh, everything's hitting him in the face. But uh, oh, uh, another scoring alert, the goal from the Golden Knights was disallowed. It is now back to 2-0. <laughs> nice, nice. So, uh, but I game one, you know, it was a drubbing. I just think you saw some tired islanders out there. I don't think it's too much for the rest of the series. I do think... Uh, Tampa Bay does have a chance to, you know, go for the sweep, but I do, do think that the Islanders have a legitimate chance. I don't know. I just, I don't. I don't. I'm worried. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, as an Islanders fan, obviously, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and claim to be objective and claim to be, uh, like, thrilled <laughs> about what's going on and yeah. feel, feel super safe, feel very good, feel super safe. But I, you know, if this, I, I could certainly see it's gonna what it's gonna take for the Islanders to be to to be uh, competitive in the series is it's gonna take them catching up the Tampa them catching up to being as on the same level of the fatigue as you need you need Tampa Bay to be more fatigued. And you have to wait for the Islanders to catch up. So the, this, so I think there's certainly a high opportunity. Even you know, as we still, the, they're probably still better rested as we sit here right now. But I, you know, do we see them? If we see them push it to two zero, I'm still not sure the series is over. It's not because once you get to two zero, then you're playing on even field, and you know the goaltending uh, for Tampa Bay last night was uh, was phenomenal. And, but he hasn't been amazing this this entire for the whole bubble. He's been he's been fine. He's been good. He hasn't been goaltender of the year like he's uh, you know uh, I'm purposefully uh, avoiding saying his name because I <clears throat> struggle to say it. Uh, a lot of Russian names. But again, I, <laughs> I uh, my Russian isn't amazing. But I just I don't I don't see I, I if, if it gets two zero I don't think it's a death sentence. I wouldn't be shocked right. to see it go two zero. But I don't know if the Islanders have it, and I just I think I've, I think we've got to see more. If I had a good prediction right now, though, I think optimistically as an Islanders fan, I think you're looking at four two Tampa Bay. 
But yeah, maybe. But you know, if we're talking about fatigue, uh, I think the argument's there to be made. Maybe did Tampa Bay go too hard in Game One? Yeah, I mean, we saw. We still saw starters getting significant time in Game One. Did they wear out all their goals? Was that all the goals they're going to score this series? Is eight? <laughs> right. I mean, and what we've seen from the Islanders is the uh, when the Islanders goalies play well, they give up one goal or they shut them out. And we've seen this against the cap and against the Capitals, and we saw it last series uh, with the Flyers. You know, another one of the league's best offenses. Yeah. They don't give up five-on-five five goals, and we saw the Islanders get in some serious penalty trouble on Monday. Mm-hmm. So, really, it's all about whether or not Varlamov and Greiser can put their gloves on the dang puck. If they can do that, then the Islanders have a chance to win. If they can't, we might see some more lopsided score. A prediction, Owen. I need a prediction. I know we've only seen the 8-2 game, so it's kind of tough to, after you watch a team win 8-2 to go, well... To say I've anything besides, well, I think they're going to 4-0, you know? I've got to stand, Truman. Islanders at 7. you got to believe. <laughs> Matt Barzell is going to do it. The dude. The dude. He's got to be able to do it. He's the man. The man with the scars on his face. He can do it. Two more scars. Eight more goals for Matty Barzell. The you, man. He's going to do it. You've reminded me that maybe we got a bit ahead of ourselves. Uh, if you had to pick a, te- a player from each team... In this Eastern Conference Finals, to be your key player, who would you who would you choose? Who do you got? Varlamov. If he can stop the puck from going in the goal, the, the Islanders can win. For the Islanders, for sure. If you have a key, you have do you have a key player from Tampa Bay? I know it's a little tough. It's a little harder. It's a little. You know. Oh, is that uh, how you say the goalies? Thank you for saying. Yep, Andre Vasilevsky. Yes, yes, sir. Um, Kucherov, obviously very good. Uh, no. Right. I, I just like the goalie matchup. The Islanders have shown when you know it's feast or famine for the Islanders and goals. I, I, I think it's a goalie matchup. I think it's all about the goalies for me. I know that Tampa Bay's offense is high flying, but if the goalies can dominate the game, you're going to see the winner. It's it, true. The goalies with the higher save percentage are going to win. It's true. Yeah, I guess for the for for me for the Lightning's, I I believe it is Kucherov. Obviously with. Uh, Stamkos out, uh, their second highest point scorer for the season. He uh, again is not going to play this series. They've they kind of thought they might be able to have him for one of these playoff series, and maybe for the cup. But the, as of right now, the Tampa Bay coach telling them, please stop asking about him. I'll tell you if we have an update. We don't have an update, so quit asking. But um, obviously, so yeah, so I've got to go with Kucherov. It's obviously that's kind of a not a crazy take that oh maybe they're maybe they're high point leader for. <laughs> for the year on their on their team is is going to be their the key but you know and we did see and we've seen big this uh this offseason or this postseason big play from uh Braden Point and again that was uh another one of the five point both both him and Kucherov had five points in game one uh man just and you know a, a very hard fast goal to start it off for the lightning Braden for, for from Braden Point and I just you know so, but if I had to, if I had to say one, I think it's gonna be Kucherov, obviously. Um, okay. But if I had to go for the Islanders, I think it's Brock Nelson again with Game One. You saw Brock Nelson not be not be able to put the put a few of those breakaway goals, and he, which he's been so good on through this postseason. And you saw him just not convert, and you saw how big of you know if if he would have converted on the shorthanded goal, 
the Islanders tied up 2-2 and don't go down 3-1 on the power, or maybe they don't go down 3-1 on the power play uh, because he did not make he did he did not make the two the a shorthanded goal when they were down 2-1. Then they get the puck, they go down there, they finish off the power play to go up 3-1, and then and then it's just and then it's off to the races, and then it's just absolute beat down. I think they ended up going up 6-1 before it finally ended up 8-2. But right. so we're looking at it and. So, yeah, I think if Brock Nelson shows up like he's been showing up for these playoffs, that's huge. And, you know, Matt Barzell, always fun, always always good to talk about that, that you know, that Anders, Anders Everly-Barzell lines, or uh, the Lee Everly-Barzell lines, always a solid line. But, you know, the Nelson-Bovillier line also uh, with, I think, oh, gosh, who was playing with him? Maybe Sezikis, I think. Mm, I'm struggling there for a bit. But... Moving on from maybe something, you know, and, I, and obviously I came out here to challenge you. I'm challenging you. You know, we both watch the NHL pretty avidly, but we, we are Islanders homers for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, if you had to go and you had to look at this Western Conference final mm-hmm. between the Golden Knights and the Dallas, uh, again, let's start off. Let's start off where we should have started off the Eastern Conference finals. But we had to talk about that game one. Uh, sure. If you had to give me key players for each team, where are you at? So... For the uh, for the stars, there's there's only one option that you could pick for their key player, and it's got to be Tyler Seguin. You know, regular season points leader, not even by a close margin, 11 points separating him and arguably another one of their best players, and Jamie Benn, and then 15 points separates him, uh, Tyler Seguin and, and Miro Heskinen. You know, some they were talking some high flying players here that have showed up in the playoffs, but. You know, I, I think Tyler has just got to get his – he's got to take over the game. Like, he took over the season, and he's he's got to be able to score on some of the league's best defense and a high-flying Vegas Golden Knights team. We're currently down on one. So, that's my picks for the Dallas Stars. For the Dallas Stars. And, uh, and so, for me, for Dallas, you actually mentioned my player. I had Miro, Miro he- Haskinen. Uh, yeah, we got it. Just, got for, it. just for future episodes of this, I will always struggle with pronunci- pronunciations. I have uh, just a, a massive tongue that sits in my mouth, and I'll always fumble over it. <laughs> but uh, he has the most points by any defenseman in a single postseason for the Stars right now. He has yep. more points right now at 21 than he ever had, than any defenseman had last year for in the playoffs. Uh, the Blues had a, had a defenseman at 19, I believe, and he's already at 21. But obviously, we've yep. also had the weird postseason, but I'm not sure if that counts. So I think that's going to be I, – I believe that's got to be my keys and yeah. to just continue that success and stay hot. Right. And especially with a very physical, very fast Golden Knights team, right? Um, I think you're looking at – he's got to be a key player. And as for, the, as for the Vegas Golden Knights, I've got, you know, my key player, uh, I guess it's a – I'm gonna cheat here a little bit, just because it's 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 what everybody's got to talk about, right? It's what everyone's gonna talk about with the Vegas Golden Knights. What's going on right now? But it's gonna be whoever starts in goal. <laughs> oh, shocking! Of course, they they acquired Robin Leonard. Right. God bless Robin Leonard from an Islanders fan. Yep. Uh, they they uh, acquired him midseason at the trade deadline. Uh, he's been starting a lot of these playoffs over over Mark Mark Andre 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 Fleury, <laughs> and. Yep. Uh, but and then you know they struggled a bit uh, in that in that second round, and the fans begged for Fleury to go in. And in Game Seven, in a back to back, they started Robin Leonard again. And he but he actually he actually finishes it off. And as we saw in Game One, we actually saw Fleury start again. They lose 1-0, but you know if you allow one goal throughout an entire 
throughout an entire game, it's really not on you if you lost. It's kind of you know you gotta have you gotta have your team be able to convert. But they were they were missing Reeves, uh, and he was who was on a one game suspension for his hit in in the game seven uh, mm-hmm. against the Canucks. But I don't know if you had if you had to pick a Vegas def- uh, Vegas player for your key. Where you where you at? So I think the obvious choices are Leonard and Flurry, um, but I'm gonna actually go in a different direction. Um, I'm gonna go with Mark Stone, uh, in number two in points on the season for the Golden Knights, having a great postseason, 15 points so far. Uh, but the thing about the uh, Vegas Knights is that they're deep. They've also got players like Shea Theodore, Riley Smith, Alex Toop, uh, Marcus Salt, Carlson Schmidt, Pacioretty, and you know Pacioretty. If I told you that Max Pacioretty was uh, eighth the playoff scoring for the Knights, would you believe me? No. Because he is. Because, <laughs> because they've got seven players above him in playoff points. That's ridiculous. I just think it's going to be, you know, it's going to be one of those wingers, Stone, Smith, Tuke. It's going to be one of those guys. Um, can those wingers continue to just destroy? Right. So you're looking. Okay. So with that being said, obviously you're praising the depth here. I'm questioning the goaltending. Where's your prediction at? the Western Conference Finals. Actually, I never even changed. <laughs> so the stars are super hot. Like, super hot. I mean, to get to any but, conference final, you've got to be hot, right? Right, but it, we're seeing some ridiculous scoring from the stars. Uh, uh, you know... Uh, this is tough. This is tougher than the Eastern Conference because there isn't a clear favorite. Obviously, the Islanders were the sixth seed uh, after they after they reseeded. And... Mm-hmm. After, after the round, after the uh, seeding, I think they're the seventh seed in that first round. But, you know, so obviously this is a little tougher because both these teams were uh, one, one in, they were both in the round robin. They're, well, I think Dallas Stars was three. They beat the, the Avalanche at two. And the Vegas Golden Knights really haven't been challenged. They got to play the Blackhawks, who were the 12th, they were the last team in the, sorry, they were, I interrupted you, but were the last team in the Western Conference to make it. And then the Canucks, that were also a six or seven seed, just like the Islanders, and then you know they struggled with them as well. So, I don't. This is a tougher pick because the teams are so so much more even. It's a lot harder to pick one or the other. But if you had uh, to, uh, guts. I mean, you know. Personally, stars in five. Stars in five. Mm-hmm. In five and five. We're talking five. Five, Truman. They're gonna drop this game. You, it looks like, you uh, somehow have the yeah, Eastern Nice-ish, Conference Nice-ish Finals. You have the Eastern Nice-ish. Conference Finals going seven games, and you have the Western Conference Finals going five. Here's why. Here's why, Truman. Here's why. I, we've talked. We've raved about this well, Golden Knight depth, and certainly if they've got contributions from points from a lot of their players, but they're kind of top heavy. Only four players above ten points in the playoffs. If I told you that the Stars in the playoffs had Did, seven players with 10-plus points... Didn't you just praise the Golden Knights for being so deep? What happened? I sure I sure at? did, but I also talked about Dallas is Dallas hot. is hot. You know, They're flaming they hot. If they can ride this heat, that I think we might see some craziness. Stars and <sighs> Wow, that's tough. I don't know. I... Man, I've watched I've watched some Golden... I've watched a lot of the Golden Knights during, the, during these playoffs. Man, they just look... They look fast. They look mean. They hit hard. They they wear you out. I just, I would, I, you know, it'd be fun to see them versus the Islanders, the ultimate slowdown team, versus the ultimate hard hitting fast team. Oh, I'd love to see it. Oh, just uh, and you know, you get to see. Rob, <laughs> I don't want to face Robin Leonard again. Robin Leonard, amazing when he was in New York, but uh, 
But man, if I had to pick it, I'd have to pick Golden Knights. I'd even say in six. I, I know you pick Stars in five. I, I, I don't think this goes seven. I think, I think, the Stars steal uh, yeah, another one somewhere. But I think, uh, I, I know you think they're gonna steal three more after this. I don't. But I think they steal one more, and I believe, I believe Vegas uh, advances in six. And there were probably, you know, uh, I, uh, I, I want to reserve my right to change. <laughs> my opinion if we see something different in in the second game of the islanders series but uh i think we're certainly looking at a tampa bay vegas and again two two teams that you thought were going to get it done a season or two ago and maybe right. one of them actually finished off but these are all hypothetical maybe maybe we're looking at stars islanders the series that nobody right, wants maybe. to see you never know nobody uh, wants to see that, that that's why they play the games truman because that's why they play the game that's so, why, that's so why. that predictions can go out the window because when the puck hits the back of the net that's the only thing that matters doesn't matter if you lose 8-2 the first game, you can go ahead and win four in a row by, you know, a score of 1-0 to zero and be in the championship in the Stanley Cup final. So, you know, predictions are here and there, but it's down to the players to uh, execute and play the games. But I just think that, you know, if the Stars key players that we highlighted a little bit ago are willing to keep just smashing goals in there uh, and defending like they are, they got a chance. But once again, it's about... Uh, that's well, why they play seven game series. Well, yeah. Well, I believe honestly, I believe uh, I believe that's a good spot to leave it. I think that's all the sports questions I had. You've got a uh, you know a little pop culture. You want to talk something for about it? You want to talk? You want to give all a? Right. I'll get, I'll leave you with a little one minute rant. You can you can tie a little bow on this. I'll I'll let you, you know, or you know I've I've yeah I'll let you go first. And then we can I'll 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 go after you. We can wrap it up. We can see how it goes. Right, I appreciate that because I've been bringing this heat, and I don't know if if you're ready for this take. Oh, okay. You might actually agree with me on this one, to be honest. Okay. But uh, here it goes. It, as you know, I'm not a huge fan of the West Coast. Not a very big fan. And here's, it might not be heat to you, but this might shock a lot of people listening. In and Out is trash. It's terrible. Nothing about it is good. It's slightly, you know, arguably, and I stress arguably, slightly better than the Freddy's. It's not, it's, but dude, can anyone figure out how to make a steak burger these days? Steak and shake, dry. If you're a burger place that has to pride itself on shakes, really, it's terrible. In and Out manages to be worse. Order off our secret menu. Oh my! You have to, you have to get it secret to make it taste good. You're telling me I have to be in the know? Oh my gosh! In and out is just not good. It's, it's trash. The fries are too small. Manages to have worse fries than Freddy's. That's a feat. It's only on the West Coast. It's just not good, Truman. It's just not. Very, just not. very interesting. Yeah, it's certainly one of those things. Uh, I know a lot of people also believe Whataburger is overhyped because it's a regional thing. Uh, it's generally a big debate in and out versus Whataburger. But, uh, so I have to interrupt you real quick. If I have to lose fans for this, I will. I only bring fire here. I do not back down from my takes. If you're willing to see more garbage from me, twitch.tv slash domination7 and twitch.tv slash steam machine on Tuesdays, upload to Spotify oh. Thursdays. Yeah, and I'll I don't know. I'll wrap this up with just a little bit a little bit tighter of a bow here. Less controversial take. But of course, uh, I was on I was scrolling Twitter today as we discussed earlier in the show and I happened to scroll across what was what was what's trending on Twitter and what of course is always trending on Twitter, 
but it's the Kardashians. But, much to my surprise, I'm giving a good old salute. We're sending them off. <laughs> They've canceled Keeping Up With The Kardashians. We've got the final season coming up. We're moving on, probably to one of those TikTok families or whatever. But, you know, good riddance for now. You know, we've, of course, been on top for... been. <laughs> Very popular you for the had last few years. Seventeen seasons, I think it was. They had what? I think it's something crazy, like seventeen seasons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Of course, one of the one of the longest running uh, seasons, or one of the longest running reality TV shows of all time, but very annoying. And so, again, it's been <laughs> fun. No, it's been real. It hasn't been fun, and it hasn't been anywhere close to real fun. But again, <laughs> I'll salute y'all to the Kardashians. Oh, I believe that's a good spot to good spot to end it. Of course, you have been Owen Dom. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Domination7. That's D-A-H-M-I-N-A-T-I-O-N. And then the number seven. Correct. And I and he is Owen Dom. I am Truman Steen. I can be found at Twitch.tv slash Steen Machine. S-T-E-E-H-N-M-A-C-H-I-N-E. He's done it! <laughs> uh, found on Twitter... Uh, against Steam Machine. Uh, Owen, I think you're... No, you don't even want to. No. The link to the Twitter is in the Twitch. I'm not going to say it. It's too long. Owen, Owen, yeah. But it's been fun. It's been good. I like this. I'm uh, I'm excited to see everybody next week. I'm excited that the Kardashians are off the air. <laughs> I'm excited to watch a little more playoff hockey. I'm excited the NFL season's back. I'm, I'm hyped. It's a big week. Big week for us. Big week for everybody. Again, I've been Truman Steen. That's Owen Dom. We'll talk to you guys later. Five Guys is way better than Freddy. See you next week. Oh, my God. See you next week.